the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. AM 970 presents Eye on Real Estate. This is your premier source for real estate information. From the hot properties in the tri-state to the latest in real estate market trends. From mortgage news to answers to all of your real estate questions, you'll be in the know with help from the experts. Call now, 866-970-9622. 866-970-9622. Now, here's your host for Eye on Real Estate, Douglas Elements Vice Chair, Dottie Herman. And for the second week in a row, uh, your guest co-host with Dottie Herman is Michael Harrison. It's a great pleasure to be with you. Thanks to Alex Garrett, who's the pilot of the ship at the station. And uh, Dottie Herman, who's the vice chair of Douglas Elliman, is uh, co-hosting with me today as she recovers. And we're going to talk to her in a second. She's recovering from a little bout with pneumonia. What a trooper this woman is. My gosh. <laughs> and uh, joining us also, as uh, is customary, is Ace Watana Suparp. And he's the Senior Vice President, National Director of uh, Strategic Sales at Citizens Bank. Citizens Bank is the great supporter of this program, and they took the name Citizens because that's why the bank was founded, to help citizens, regular folks like you, like me, not big corporations. And it's wise to keep this website handy at all times. You never know when you might need to uh, make a real estate deal real quickly. CitizensBank.com, and their number is 800-922-9999. Been a heck of a week, Dottie. I mean, uh, you know, history just unfolds and it all relates to real estate. But before we do anything more, how do you feel? I can't tell you how much I admire your 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 strength of uh, character and will to do this program. <laughs> well, I you know I, I I feel you know tired and you know congested and you know, but I'm just taking it easy. And for me, that's difficult. But I have absolutely taken it easy, and I. Uh, of course, went to um, I went to an urgent care when I was out in the Hamptons, and they did a good job. But then I went back to the city and went to my doctor here. So I'm in New York City, and um, you know, he said, you know, just antibiotics, and you know, I'll go back next week, and he'll double check. But you know, I think I I think I'm I'm through the worst of it. I'm hoping, but I have to be very careful. He was uh, just telling me which. <laughs> He was just telling me, and I don't know what to believe anymore, but he was just telling me that, you know, that the um, the COVID uh, uh, vaccinations don't last uh, forever. So, you know, they're not exactly sure how long they last, but I was able to get mine in early on. So uh, who knows? I might not even have it any. I might not even be. Uh, you might not be covered. <laughs> have, right, right. Yeah, so yeah exactly. I urge everyone. I urge everyone to, you know. You know, I think we all kind of said, okay, this summer, like, this is done. But, you know, be careful. And we, and I do know a lot of people that have um, have gotten it and had the vaccine. So just, you know, let's try to still be safe. Yeah, I'm in the same boat. Um, I, I do have an immunocompromised situation in terms of uh, a, a steroid I take for a different condition. And what that does is anything that relieves inflammation or what we call itis, all these different things that are itis, 
Um, in order to do that, these drugs lower your immune system because your immune system attacks its own your own body. That's that's what those uh, inflammation uh, diseases are about. And when you're on such a drug, it reduces the efficacy of the vaccine. So a lot of people are facing the question of whether or not they should get uh, the uh, uh, booster. The booster. Yeah. But if you remember back when we were kids growing up, I mean, maybe before your time, I go back before you do. There were boosters for polio and there were boosters. For, booster is part of the process. Vaccines. Look at the flu. Every year there's an alteration, a variant, uh, and people get a flu shot every year. Shingle shots. It's, it's not like we should expect, you know, one vaccine to work forever. Uh, a lot of people have politicized no, that. You know what I mean? And, and no, it's not necessary. I, I, I think. I think so, and of course, I don't remember, you know, I know I had to get a polio shot to go to school, but I just think with this whole thing, there was so much different information. You know, you know, you listen to one, you know, you listen to one person, they say one thing, somebody else, a doctor, a different doctor, says something else. So I think people are kind of confused. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Excuse me. I, yeah. I think they're confused. And I, and I, and I do think, like I read, and again, um, you can't believe what you read, but but I did read, um, and I think I was saying that to you, that they are not recommending the boosters for people who don't have, um, who, are, who are not over 65 or have or, or a compromised immune system because they really don't know the long-term effects. Mm-hmm. And I, I think I might have said this to you, but I have a... You know, a, a 11-year-old granddaughter, and she said, I am never getting the booster, and I am never getting the vaccine. And I said, well, why not? And she's with all her friends, and she said, well, don't you know? And I said, no, what? She said, well, there's too many people on this earth. So oh, gosh. Oh, it's going to make you infer. So they're giving it, they want to give it to us now because it'll make us infertile, and we won't be able to have children. Oh, my uh, gosh. And, and therefore, they'll reduce the population. So I said, I said, where did you get it? it was all over the Internet. So that's yeah. the, the rage that the kids are listening to. Well, so Donnie, we live of- in an age of misinformation, and it's very frustrating. Ace, uh, you're listening in on this. Uh, first of all, I, I, I can hear you rolling your eyes and, and agreeing that this is a terrible situation. I don't want to be presumptuous, though. Definitely, Michael. Uh- <laughs> I mean, I mean, first of all, Dottie, I hope you feel better. Uh, that's number one. But uh, I feel like like Dottie is the representation of what New York City is, right? She's resilient. Uh, she's perseverance. And um, it's, it's like, like I've been doing this show for nine years, Michael. And, um, you know, Dottie's famous lines are this show must go on, right? So um, I, I definitely agree with you, Michael. I, I commend her and her commitment to the show and to her audience, right? And, Michael, I have to tell you, your voice is so soothing and calming. I don't oh. know what it is. I was like... I was like in some sort of trance when you were talking. <laughs> wow, this voice is really, really. Oh, uh, you, you say you say that to all the charming voices. I'm sure. No, not at all. It's very charming and uh, soothing, and I, I, don't, I don't know what it is, but I, I could listen to you for hours here. Uh, you're but, very uh, kind. You're you know, very thanks, kind. Thanks for being on the show. Uh, with us today as well, you know, always mm-hmm. great to have you. So, yeah, well, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm, uh, and, and Michael, just just to add something onto what you said. I will say the Delta variant is no match for New York City's real estate, which is hotter than ever after the pandemic slump. And if you go back in January when this all started to come happen last year, sales and rents and New York City plunged. Uh, 
and had the biggest declines. And most people predicted that New York City was fated to fall for the pack of global super cities and lose uh, its status of the greatest city in the world. But that's uh, not happening. Not happening. I mean, we're not quite there yet. You know, I was telling somebody, you know, I'm in the city and people are back and people are here, but it's still missing a beat. But it's done a lot better than anyone suspected since we really got hit very hard. I think harder than any place in the country when it started. No, it's remarkable. And, and as a matter of fact, I was going to ask Ace, because uh, because you're observing it from the standpoint of mortgages and the, 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 the pulse of how the whole industry operates. To what do you attribute the fact that the city is doing so well in terms of real estate and in terms of its economy, considering how uh, devastating this pandemic has been? You know, they they said the recovery would take five years, uh, Michael, last year, right? And I think we've seen a huge recovery. Uh, to Dottie's point, it's not quite back uh, to its regular New York City self. And, and I think that attributes to tourism, right, from all around the world, because mm-hmm. New York City was the mecca of tourism. Um, but I think it's it's the reason why it's so robust and it's back is because, look, at the end of the day, there were so many snowbirds that actually just went to Florida, went to other places. Um, some people even moved out of New York City. But I think there's something about the city that, that draws them back, right? And, it's, and this summer, um, I, I heard that so many younger professionals are, are flocking to New York City because of the uh, cheaper rents and things of that nature where... You know, they want to experience the city life. There's something about New York City that people just can't stay away from. And I think with the combination of historically low rates, the purchase market um, has been so robust, especially in the suburbs. But as you look at the suburbs, there's such a huge um, sort of price war, bidding war, that folks are now coming into the city and just, you know, testing out the waters again, just really seeing, you know, um, look, there's something that can't be replaced in regards to going to the restaurants, um, the nightlife, the, um, the energy here. And you're seeing, you're seeing every single day uh, more and more folks are coming into the city. And I think we're going to see a huge rebound in the uh, purchase market for Manhattan as well. The reason why it's been so busy here um, in terms of transactions is that there's been huge discounts as well. Right. Um, I can tell you, um, I am putting my apartment for sale. I bought my my apartment in Battery Park City um, at the Visionaire for 2.35, Michael, in 2015, right? And today uh, we're showing homes and we're getting offers maximum, maximum at $2 million. So obviously I'm on the other side of the spectrum. Uh-huh. And if I wanted to sell today, I would have to sell at a huge discount, a 350000 discount for that matter, right? But mm-hmm. for the buyer that's looking to buy Manhattan, um, it's it's an amazing, amazing time, right? So, mm-hmm. look, I'm talking in terms of the perspective of, of the seller, but I always it look is at the things, right? It, it, if if I'm a buyer, Dottie, it, this is the perfect time to buy, you know? So. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and and again, based on the premise that New York yeah. will always come back, um, and and, well, and it will. Michael, you know, last week we did the show on nine eleven, and I remember, you know, we were like New Yorkers are resilient, and they all fight to keep New York alive, and nobody was moving. People was like, people were saying, "Get out of New York." We were we were expecting a second terrorist attack, and 
they said, this is my home. We're not leaving. We will stay here to the very end, no matter what. And that's the truth. When it all comes down to it, New York really, New York City people are resilient. And I always say this, and I'd like to say this again. I always say that the world should use New York City as a model. Because you have every nationality, every race, every single language usual, possible to man, every culture. Okay, you have people walking around naked, and nobody, everyone just fits in. Everyone just takes people as they are. No one, no one stands out in the crowd. Everyone, you know, people just, they accept everything. And that's the beauty of New York City. Yeah, especially all those people walking around naked. You can get pneumonia doing oh, well, that. You, be, <laughs> you, you can get pneumonia. You've got to be careful, yeah, buddy. Seen, yeah, I haven't seen a naked cowboy around for a while, so I'll have to look. <laughs> hey, uh, Ace, you know, we're talking about mortgages and things of that nature. I understand that the um, 30-year mortgage rate has inched down to 2.86% this week. Does that type of a situation affect the prices in um, just about everywhere or, or the, the uh, robust nature of a market? Oh, it does. It does, Michael. I mean, with uh, historically low rates, it just gives the borrowers a lot more buying power. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, sort of helping prices stay where they are, right, um, in terms of the suburb markets and things of that nature where there's very little inventory, um, a combination of low rates and low inventory will give you a the um, the price point that we're, that we're getting today, the recovery that we're getting today. So it definitely helps catapult and and stimulate a lot of uh you know transactions happening so we're going to continue to see that now i i I do want to say from my vantage point uh, margins are going to come down meaning the banks made tons and tons of um and even non-banks on mortgages they made tons of capital uh last year just because you know the the government it was helping the GSEs, the Federal Reserve. They were pumping um, trillions of dollars in terms of mortgage-backed securities, which really um, gave the the market uh, liquidity. Uh, next year, um, that won't be the case, right? So, you know, I I, I want to go out there and, 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 you know, go out on a limb and say that rates will start to um, trickle a little bit, um, you know, towards the direction of, of increasing rates. And I think what we're going to see is we're not going to, we're not going to see as many refinances because folks that were able to refinance have been refinancing, right? So once you shift from a really really robust market from refinances to purchases, uh, you know we're going to see a lot more competition and um, rates going up. So with that being said, if you're someone hey, that's on you, the fence who hasn't refinanced, yeah, go ahead, Dottie. Can you give an example of the difference? Uh, now, with the, like like a half a point, you know, if the if the interest rate is rise like a half a point or a point, what difference that makes to a person as far as their payments? And remember something, that if you're a seller, obviously you can get more money for your property because people can afford to buy more. And if you're a buyer, you can afford. But just tell our audience the difference that little bit of interest rate hike makes. Definitely, Dottie, and and that's a great question. That's what everyone um, pretty much asks, right, when they sit with a, with a banker here at Citizens Bank, which is, if rates go up, what, what does that do to my payment? And and it's it's hard to tell the audience exactly what that payment, um, what that difference will be because there's so many different loan amounts. But the, a good rule of thumb, 
and you can use this formula, you know, wherever, at whatever price point you're at, is that if rates go up by 1%, on average, you'll lose buying power um, by 11 to 12%. So I'll say that one more time, okay? So if interest rates go up by 1%, the difference in terms of what you can buy will be 11 to 12%, which means that you'll be able to purchase something that's less than, um, less by 11 to 12%. So in regards to your payment, you know, depending on the loan amount, if it's a large loan amount, that 1% difference will, will be a, a bigger difference in your payment. If it's a little bit lower, then it's going to be a little bit less detrimental. So, But the one thing that you want to remember is that if you're looking to buy something for each percent, it's 11 to 12 percent less buying power. So if something was right around a million dollars and you were able to afford a million dollars today, if rates go up by one percent, now you're only able to afford around 880,000, right? So that's a big difference in terms of price. And as we go up by percentages, then your buying power gets decreased by 11 to 12 percent each percent. Hmm, so you can amazing. see that today you can you can qualify at rates at 2.875 on a million dollar home. If rates go up, let's say to 4.75, which is really not that much um, higher, right? In terms of in in retrospect to where rates were at 18 percent. So and we've seen rates at the 5 percent, 6 percent range um, just a couple years ago. So if rates go up, let's say back to 5 percent that's almost two percentages and a half higher than where we are today, you'll have an ability today to, to buy a million-dollar home. But if rates go up by 2%, you'll probably be able to buy a $750,000 home. So a $250,000 difference with rates going up by just 2%, mm. that's a lot of uh, buying power loss oh, uh, in the place, right, Dottie? So, and then right, Michael. So that's yeah, that, clearly, and, and that's a, that's a reason why it's very important for people to have knowledge. That um, the right. a lot of the stuff that people just well, I let the, I let the lawyer think about that. I let the accountant think about that. But um, uh, it's not that complicated. And uh, this type of information, well, that's what this radio show is about. Is is that type of basic information to make people smarter in dealing with uh, sometimes the complex world of real estate. I want to mention that um, Steve uh, Ebert, who often joins us. He is um, a, an attorney and an expert on um, real estate law. He's not with us today. I also want to mention uh, for uh, the listeners that today is an abbreviated show um, here at AM 970. The answer got uh, Syracuse football coming up early. So we're only going to be on until uh, 11. And one other thing, uh, programming note, uh, in the next half hour, we're going to be joined by a, a gentleman by the name of Jim Blasingame. He's known around the country as the small business advocate. He's one of the most knowledgeable people about small business. Business, and he's going to talk, and I, I think I think both uh, Dottie and Ace, I think you'll find this very interesting, and I'm sure you'll have some questions for him. He's going to talk about that intersection between small business and real estate. When somebody Love owns it. a, yeah, and he, when I asked him to do this, he said that's my favorite topic. So, oh. and you, and, and Ace, you said you love it too. I mean, it's it's really yeah. an important consideration, isn't it? So let's take a break. Yeah, let's take a break, and then we'll come back and continue this discussion with uh, Dottie and Ace, and yours truly, Michael Harrison, um, who's the guest co-host this week as Dottie recovers, although she sounds like she's definitely in the driver's seat, and that makes me very happy. It's uh, definitely uh, a good show, and we appreciate your being here. I'm Michael Harrison, guest hosting with Dottie Herman. Ace is with us, and this is Eye on Real Estate. 
My doctor told me my blood pressure is borderline. I figured I could worry about it or do something about it. So I took control with Garlic Healthy Blood Pressure Formula. It works safely and naturally to help maintain healthy blood pressure with a custom blend of garlic, vitamins, and minerals. And it's odor-free. I'm taking charge with Garlic Healthy Blood Pressure Formula. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. The term natural reference is only the garlic in the product. Use as directed. Tell me why Relief Factor is so successful in lowering or eliminating pain. I'm often asked that question. Pete and Seth Talbot, the father and son founders of Relief Factor, tell me they believe our bodies were designed to heal. That's right, designed to heal, and now I agree. The doctors who formulated Relief Factor for Pete and Seth selected the four best ingredients, 100% drug-free ingredients that each help your body deal with inflammation. That's correct. Each of the four ingredients deal with inflammation on a different metabolic pathway that right there approaching your pain from four different angles may very well be why so many americans find such wonderful pain relief if you have back pain shoulder neck hip knee or foot pain from exercise or even just getting older you must order the three-week quick start now discount it to only 1995 to see if it will work for you too i think it could give your body what it needs to heal itself go to relieffactor.com call 800 800- 500 ReliefFactor.com. Skilled trade workers are the backbone of every community and also the Army National Guard. Soldiers trained to keep the power flowing, engines running, and in every other trade needed to accomplish the mission. These soldiers are on the fast track to learning skills that can set them up for success at home with companies looking to hire the best. Their resumes are being built through their paid training and part-time service. Find out how you too can learn a trade profession by visiting NationalGuard.com. Sponsored by the New York Army National Guard. Aired by the New York State Broadcasters Association and this station. Landlords, property managers, condo or co-op board members. Is your building's exterior or roof looking weather-worn, not holding up too well over the years? Then it's time to give my friend Susan at Rhino Shield of New York a call. Rhino Shield Exterior Coatings fights the aging effects of everyday weather and wear on the exterior and roof of all buildings. The durable protection it provides keeps the outside looking great, the inside dry and trouble-free. And it comes with a 25-year transferable warranty against every Chipping, peeling, fading, cracking, you name it. Even labor and materials are covered from warehouses to professional buildings. There really is no structure that won't benefit from the waterproof coating that insulates, reflects UV rays, and resists the growth of mold, mildew, and algae. Call Susan today for a free estimate. 1-877-RHINO08. The number is 877-744-6608. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. Your business is ready for a reboot, a recharge. The way our companies operate has changed. Adapting to the changes hasn't been easy, but never more important to succeed. Many of the digital resources available have helped overcome obstacles your business is facing, but are you using the full potential of every one of them? That's where Salem Surround can help. Your business needs to use digital tools more than ever to stay in touch with customers, making buying decisions right now and for the future. Will they consider or even know about you? 
The marketing team at Salem Surround gives you the tools needed to stand out and be visible to current and potential customers online right now looking for what you do. We'll design a plan that targets and surrounds customers with proven marketing strategies. Contact Salem Surround for a free evaluation of your marketing plan and see how we can help place your advertising message in front of today's consumers. Learn more at surroundnewyork.com. Surroundnewyork.com. Connecting you with new customers. It's I on Real Estate. Got a question? Call 866-970-9622. Here's Douglas Elliman's Vice Chair, Dottie Herman. And it's Michael Harrison uh, with Dottie Herman. I'm co-hosting uh, with her today. I'm the guest co-host. And uh, Dottie Herman, Vice Chair Douglas Elliman. And uh, Ace Watana Suparp is with us. He's the Senior Vice President, National Director of Strategic Sales at Citizens Bank, who are the uh, kind sponsors of our program. They named it after Citizens because they're here to help citizens, regular people, not just big corporations. CitizensBank.com. And the number there is 800-922-999. So uh, I was mentioning we're going to be talking a little bit about commercial uh, real estate uh, coming up in the next segment, not this one. And I don't want to get too into it, but just real quickly, I would imagine, Ace and and Dottie, you can chime in, that um, everybody working from home has changed the nature of how we view our residencies as a business property, especially, you know, if we, if we had um, uh, an accountant or if Steve were here, he could probably comment on it in terms of taxes and things of that nature. It has upset the apple cart, hasn't it, Ace? Oh, it, it definitely has, uh, Michael, and, and we're, we're seeing that in New York City today, uh, which is a huge um, probably challenge right now with a lot of landlords, right? Um, you know, how are they going to attract these tenants, these big retailers that used to, um, take up a whole building or a whole floor um, back to work as so many folks are looking to create home offices at home. You know, almost every single one of my employees uh, work from home today. And uh, we've mandated folks to come back, you know, two, three times a week. But there's folks that um, have requested to stay at home uh, the whole time. And if they're a high performer, uh, we'll allow that, right? So, you know, how are companies going to create a new normal um, to attract employees to come back uh, to an environment that's similar to what they had before and flexibility is, is going to be the, um, you know, the, the key critical points in regards to creating a uh, robust marketplace back into inner cities. And, and this isn't um, just New York City, right, Michael? I've traveled to mm-hmm. South Carolina, Virginia, and Atlanta last week for work, just visiting our different marketplaces and it's the same um uh, same situation in in almost every single part of the u.s so it's going to be quite interesting to see Mm -hmm. how um, employers uh, react and pivot and change um, some of their spaces to to better accommodate um, some of the tenants and things of that nature but as it pertains to the taxes and and folks looking for um, homes today, you know, they are looking for a little bit of a larger space. Um, so I think developers too, when they're building these new developments um, or even existing, I think building in uh, a little den, a little space for a home office uh, will definitely be part of the new culture here as we kind of go into the uh, uh, new year. Dottie, what do you think? To your point, to your point, Michael. Um 
there's a, a moratorium act and you know it was extended for residential until january and as far as commercial um part b of the act extends the moratorium on commercial evictions until january 15th 2022 for commercial tenants that have endured COVID-related hardships and are independently owned and operated. And um, the threshold was previously that you had to have 50 employees. So this expanded definition will now cover many more commercial tenants. Um, But the burden of proof is pretty easy. You just have to say you had a hardship and they're really, you know, the commercial Landlords had no choice. Well, they they couldn't get evicted, but they weren't. They didn't get paid any rent, so it was particularly hard on them. Yeah, they that that has been an issue that's been in the news in terms of the whole eviction situation, because you know th- there's a huge difference between a large company that owns buildings and has its own management in place and and they're right. a real estate company and the mom and pop landlord <laughs> that this is this is their extra you know two family house or they bought a little property so they could have an investment maybe pay off a mortgage on somebody you know paying them rent etc it's very tough on these people um they're victims they're just regular people like the people who were um worried about eviction it's not like uh, David and Goliath. It's it's a bunch of uh, Davids. Uh, have I got it right? Right. And now, okay, New York renters, they say, will face can face seventy percent increases, but I doubt that will ever happen. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, depending on your lease, new tenants are up in one month free on a twelve month lease, but those who are renewing get nothing. Now, I have many friends, obviously, half of my friends live in New York City, as I do. Some of them were able to make deals, and some of them actually weren't. And as Ace always says, we want to really be specific that this is not a forgiveness of debt. Uh, It's just like a postponement. You eventually have to pay it. So my question to Michael and Ace is, okay, I haven't paid you rent, whether I'm commercial or I am residential. It doesn't make a difference. because And, and you couldn't evict me and you couldn't do anything. Now we're getting close to the January because they keep on extending it. And um, I say, okay, you know, you haven't paid me for uh, almost two years now, so I think you owe me the money. And I say, well, why would you think I have it now? Hmm. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm not an expert on this subject, but I have heard about it. And they said, like your your input from what I hear is it is not a forgiveness. Some of some of those um, grants that were given by the government when COVID first happened, um, they were kind of forgiven if you fit certain requirements as an employer uh, in terms of taking the money. But in terms of this uh, eviction situations where you're given um, uh, time, uh, it does not equate to forgiveness. You still owe the money. Ace, am I right? You're, you're absolutely right, Michael. And it's, it's definitely created a lot of confusion uh, within banks as well, right, um, in terms of how do we look at a person that actually took on the forbearance, um, took on the deferment of the payments, but actually, but actually these clients have reached out to us saying, hey, Ace, I didn't know um, that, you know, I – I couldn't get a mortgage if I applied for the forbearance, right? Because if, if folks applied for the forbearance, exercised their forbearance rights, 
then it's counted as a blip on their credit report and it's flagged and their ability to refinance or whatnot within the next 12 to 24 months is actually um, limited, wow. Wow. right? And a lot of these clients now are calling saying, hey, but the, but the folks were calling saying, take this forbearance, it's going to help me, but I could have paid my payments and I've paid my payments I've, and I've never been late. Um, so there's a lot of gray in that area where, client, where customers didn't need the forbearance but took it on because it was offered and now they're being penalized for it because they can't refinance and things of that nature. So we are working through case by case, but there's a lot of, um, you know, just conversations in regards to was it helpful, you know, deferring the payments um, where a lot of folks thought they were going to have their payments eliminated for, for a certain period of time. It's just the deferment of the payment. Um, the good news is there were 6.5 million forbearance applications. We're now left with about 1.7 million active. But the key question will be in 2022 is, with the 1.7 million still active and, and still participating in the forbearance, will these folks um, default? Because right now, there, I believe there's about 6 million homes all across the U.S. And if 1.7 million um, default, then that's 25% of the, um, of the homes back into the marketplace, which could shift the supply and demand quite drastically. So... It's, it's conversations that we're talking about today on a high level, and it will be very interesting to see what happens with the forbearance and things of that nature. But to, to, to your point, Michael and Dottie, you know, for the small business landlords, the, 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 the fact that they have um, no way of collecting rent and things of that nature um, because of the um, memorandum, it, it's, it's, it's going to cause huge, huge effect. Um, on the retail marketplace, and, and and you're seeing it today, right? So mm. it's, uh, it's, it's a very, very tough situation. So, From what I understand, uh, a new report came out um, in terms of the balance between supply and demand, that um, it uh, right now there is more demand than supply to the tune of approximately 5.24 million homes. It's interesting. In the big right. picture in America, uh, they, um, the, there are less homes than there are people people that want to buy and it's 5.24 million. I don't know how they come up with that, but um, that's the statistics. And that's why I tell people it's the millennials. You know, they're buying age. They believe in home ownership. The interest rates, you are not going to get better than that. I mean, I mean, I remember when I paid 15% and I thought it was a deal. Okay. I know that is amazing, right? So, yeah. Okay, guys, we have uh, we have a break coming up, so we're going to take a break, and uh, we're going to be joined by Jim Blasingame, the small business advocate, and we'll jump all over him. He has plenty to say about uh, if you're a small business person, um, you'll be very interested in how this affects your uh, real estate and the uh, finances therein. It's uh, 1039. I'm Michael Harrison with Dottie and Ace, and uh, this is Eye on Real Estate.
Be sure to tune in each and every Sunday morning at 10 for the Buddy Foy Jr. Show with entrepreneur, restaurateur, and TV personality, Buddy Foy Jr. Buddy will be talking with a variety of guests about issues that affect all of us. It's the show where business meets politics to help you succeed. That's the Buddy Foy Jr. Show, Sunday mornings starting at 10 on AM 970, The Answer. Grubhub Holdings Incorporated seeks Data Analyst 1 in New York, New York, to work closely with data engineering and business units to cultivate a deep understanding of the ever-evolving systems, processes, and data upon which our business runs. Apply at jobpostingtoday.com, reference 18917. Once again, apply at jobpostingtoday.com, reference 18917. Tell me why Relief Factor is so successful in lowering or eliminating pain. I'm often asked that question. Pete and Seth Talbot, the father and son founders of Relief Factor, tell me they believe our bodies were designed to heal. That's right, designed to heal, and now I agree. The doctors who formulated Relief Factor for Pete and Seth selected the four best ingredients, 100% drug-free ingredients that each help your body deal with inflammation. That's correct. Each of the four ingredients deal with inflammation on a different metabolic pathway. That right there. Approaching your pain from four different angles may very well be why so many Americans find such wonderful pain relief. If you have back pain, shoulder, neck, hip, knee, or foot pain from exercise or even just getting older, you must order the three-week quick start now. Discount it to only $19.95 to see if it will work for you too. I think it could. Give your body what it needs to heal itself. Go to relieffactor.com, call 800-500-8384, relieffactor.com. As you know, our friend Mike Lindell has a passion to help everyone get the best sleep of your life. He didn't stop by simply creating the best pillow. Now Mike has done it again by introducing his new My Slippers. Mike has taken over two years to develop. My Slippers are designed to wear indoor and out all day long, made with My Pillow foam and impact gel to help prevent fatigue, made with quality leather suede. For a limited time, Mike is offering 50% off his new My Slippers. The My Slippers are so comfortable that you want to get some for the whole family 800-651-0798 use that promo code joe p or go to mypillow.com click on the radio listener square and use the promo code joe p you will also get deep discounts on all my pillow products including the giza dream bed sheets the my pillow mattress topper and my pillow towel sets 800-651-0798 promo code joe p Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. Your business is ready for a reboot, a recharge. The way our companies operate has changed. The changes haven't been easy, but there's help. The marketing team at Salem Surround gives you the tools needed to stand out and be visible to current and potential customers online right now looking for what you do. We can design a plan that targets potential customers with proven marketing strategies. Learn more at SurroundNewYork.com. SurroundNewYork.com. Connecting you with new customers. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. It's I on Real Estate. Got a question? Call 866-970-9622. Here's Douglas Elliman's Vice Chair, Dottie Herman. 
And uh, this weekend, uh, joining Dottie Herman as a guest co-host is yours truly, Michael Harrison. Dottie Herman is with us. And uh, Ace Wathana Supop is with us as well. He's from Citizens Bank, Senior Vice President, National Director of Strategic Sales. And we have joining us now um, a, a gentleman who is legendary in the small business um, uh, sector of American um, business. His name is Jim Blazingame, and he is a, an award-winning author. He is a, uh, a broadcaster. He has uh, a speaker, uh, an expert on entre- uh, entrepreneurism. Uh, he has uh, a number of books. His latest is called The Third Ingredient, The Journey of Analog Ethics into the World of Digital Fear and Greed. <laughs> and uh, I think he's won five international book awards. Um, Jim, it's great to have you with us. Thanks for taking time on a Saturday to join us. Hello, old friend. How are you doing? Doing really, really well. And uh, Dottie is uh, on the line, and uh, so is Ace. And um, Thank you so much. We're so excited to hear what you have to say. When Michael calls, I come. <laughs> well, I'll tell you something. I, I think it's a fascinating area. And for me, it was a reach because I'm not an expert on any, any of this as, as the rest of the, the panel here, so to speak, um, are experts. But your immediate reaction when I when I sent you an email and I said, hey, Jim, is, is there anything interesting that you would like to talk about if we have you on the show in terms of the intersection between small business ownership and real estate ownership? And you said that's your favorite. That's one of your favorite topics. Topics. Could you elaborate? Yeah, there's no question about it. Uh, I'll let it out this way. Uh, millions of small business families have retired. Either They've either gotten rich or they've retired comfortably, not from as much from the business that they, that they ran, which might have been worth nothing by the time they closed it up, but from the real estate that they acquired while they were running the business. That's that's a that's a, a classic story, and it's one of the most beautiful ones. I mean, you know, when farmer farmers have been doing this for, this for years, and the, the 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 advantages of owning the business that your business owning the real estate that your business operates in, uh, they're just there's just a long list of advantages. And over time, if you're if you're a person who if you're a, a small business owner, not now you're not trying to be a gazelle and, and sell out in five years, but you see yourself running your business for the rest of your life, maybe giving it to your children, owning the real estate your business is in, and a, and contiguous real estate is uh, one of the best strategies you can have. Is there a hesitancy among people in small business that have been renting? You know, they have a small store, or they, um, they they're in a house that's zoned for real estate. Is there is there generally a hesitancy among among that type of entrepreneur to get involved in yet another aspect of debt? Does that scare? I don't them? think there's a hesitancy, Mike. I think there's maybe just not 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 a, enough knowledge, not enough awareness, and that's the reason why I said what I did to you. Uh, in the you know in the almost quarter century I, that I broadcast my show, and 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 in my syndicated column, I have t- I've taken every opportunity I could to reveal to small business owners what I call the stealth benefit of small business ownership, and that's owning the real estate your business is in. Any reaction to this, Ace or, or Dottie? Yeah, um, I, I, I obviously that's the way to go. I was just wondering what your take is on all the businesses that didn't own the real estate and have not been getting rents. 
through this whole pandemic? Well, uh, I'm sorry, the pandemic part uh, was was I, I wasn't sure what you meant by that. They they didn't own the property and they and they paid rent during the during the pandemic when they weren't getting any business. They own they own the property, but the people they leased the prop they didn't own the property. They the, the people that leased it couldn't afford rent. So the landlord basically if they own the property, a lot of them at least in New York have not gotten rent for God knows right. almost two years. Well, from bit from businesses. Well, the right. pandemic what you have to realize is when I talk about when I talk about business ownership of, of the real estate, the, the the owner of the real estate, uh, as the business owner, I'm talking about a 20, 30, 40 year uh, uh, situation here. I'm not talking about, you know, a, a, a recession or a, or a pandemic that lasts a year or two. I'm talking about a lifetime of ownership uh, where where over a period of 20 years, you you pay off the real estate and then you become the bank. You become the bank, and and the beauty of it is that your you can set your rent if you if you own the real estate that your business is is operating in, and you own it individually, and your tenant is the corporation that is your business uh, corporation. When you do that, you get to set the rent as, as what you want, and uh, you know it's it's uh, well above the, the payment that you of the mortgage that you that you you make with the bank. And and then when you pay it off, when you pay the mortgage off, you get all that money, in, including right. and you do and you do get all of it because you set it up as a triple net lease and have the business pay all the expenses and the lease payment. Hmm. And right. that's where it's good to have a good accountant, <laughs> I would imagine. Right. Uh, so your advice is, when possible, if you are have a business, you should try to purchase the property that your business is operating out of. Right, no, there's no question about it. If you now, if you're renting, if you're renting in a mall, or if you're in, if you're on on the the 79th floor of the Chrysler Building in you know in, in Midtown Manhattan, and you got you know you got 1,500 feet you're renting, that's not going to happen. But you have you have to understand it, that that for most or small most small business owners don't operate their businesses like that. They're out in flyover America. They're in a they're in a uh, a building, or maybe they're in a, a strip center that over time maybe becomes available for sale, and if they can buy it, uh, real estate. I, I, I've just seen this too many times. Real estate ownership combined with the business, if, with the business income that you make, uh, making a living as an op- operating a business, the combination of all that is how small business owners retire well and maybe even become rich, not so much from the ownership of the business. That can make you a good living. But if you really want to put gravy on on, on those potatoes, you'll, 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 do the, you'll, you'll own your own real estate. Um, and Jim, what do you think about um, buying a small house that's zoned for business adjacent to a residential area in a place where it's on the main boulevard? Um, you mean like you mean like the property I've been in for thirty years? Exactly. I did that. I did that with Talkers Magazine. I, I found a house that yeah. was on the main road. Unfortunately, 
Unfortunately, it wasn't zoned for business, and I'm going to confess here because it's years ago, so I guess I'm past the statute of limitations. I did it anyway, and the broker said, I can't tell you that you're going to get away with it. I said, don't worry, I'll take my chances, and and um, I never got in trouble. I was there for over 10 years, um, and they sold the house at a profit, and uh, it was a big Victorian yeah. in an old neighborhood, but it was a fabulous place to run an office because it had the comforts of home. It didn't have that cold <laughs> office stuff. Right. So what are your thoughts about that? Well, I, I started. I did that in 1992. I bought a, I bought an 1885 home in a historic district. But what I did is I went ahead and got the city to extend the RB, what's called an RB residential business zoning, down to my building. I had to go a couple of blocks. I got that done first, and so I I've, I've actually have, have was zoned correctly uh, because I just knew about all that. And and consequently, I've got a piece of property that's been paid for for a while. I've been collecting rent on it as as the uh, as the landlord from my own business, and uh, and now it's worth five times what I paid for it. That's fantastic. So, and uh, yeah. Ace, what are your what are your thoughts about that, Ace? Uh, do you find yourself sometimes in situations in the bigger picture of banking that um, the Ace, real estate becomes. Uh, that the that the, um, the the property becomes collateral in buying the business. <laughs> that uh, they're, oh, they're not. Sh- that, Am I right, yeah, Michael? I, I mean, I I personally own uh, a couple of restaurants in Manhattan as well, and the goal has always been, you know, purchase the asset so that, to Jim's point, you can set your rent, and you know, there's a triple net income coming in from from yourself, yep. right? Um, you know, and, and it's called owner occupied. Uh, properties and and the banks, you know, they they tend to 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 give loans uh, for mixed use properties for folks that are in, are in, that are intending to occupy at least twenty five to fifty percent of the commercial entity downstairs. So that's um that's something that can be a win win for not only um, the person that owns the business. If you want to take on financing a mixed use property, you have to be an owner occupied tenant. Um, so that's one of our big goals, owning a restaurant, because at the end of the day, you know, your lease is only for 10 years. Let's say you put in um, capital infusion of 300000 400000 to build out the restaurant. You have to kind of think about you have a 10-year lease. You, you'll probably break even in about two and a half years. So you really only have seven and a half years left to make your income, right, to make your your revenue. So if you own the asset, then you have all these years to make to make back your revenue, but if you only have a 10-year lease, and let's say in 10 years, the, I don't know, the neighborhood changes and things of that nature change, then the rent changes, and that's why sometimes you see your favorite restaurants or favorite retailers, they just um, just close down all of a sudden because they can't afford the rent that that neighborhood commands, you know, mm-hmm. 10, 15 years later, which is unfortunate, right, because you put in all that work. So to Jim's point, it, there, there's a lot of strategies that you can deploy but obviously if, if you're in the position to buy the asset that's always recommended and and that's probably the best and highest use of your of your time and efforts you know when having something you know in terms of a small business owner so thank you based on what what ace was just saying what if you what if you've got a, a rock and rolling restaurant it's a legendary restaurant and it's the end of the 10-year lease people are used to coming there and they're comfortable in your restaurant and at the ten end of the ten year lease, your landlord says, "Hey, I got a plan, but you're not part of it. If you own that right. property, exactly. you don't. You never get kicked out. Your rent goes up when you want it to go up. Right. Or as, yep. as 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 the other your other guest said, 
if you have a problem, you can lower the rent. Well, I, just, I want to mention uh, now uh, we're coming to the end. Uh, obviously, we could talk forever about this. And, Jim, I do hope that you come back to the program again because we just scratched the surface. But your column runs in Forbes. Your column runs in Forbes.com and a number of other financial sites. And people yeah, can reach I'm, you. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's correct. I'm sorry. Okay, people can reach you at smallbusinessadvocate.com. At smallbusinessadvocate.com. You're you're a wealth of information for the small business owner, even beyond real estate. And I feel very gratified that I've been able to share you with the audience of this show. So, Jim, thank you so much for joining us. And um, hopefully you'll you'll come back. All right, Jim? Thank you. Thank you. Michael and everybody. Thank you so much. Thank you. And, And, Michael, it's good to talk to you, my friend. Always the same here, Jim. I'll talk to you soon. Thank you. Take care now. Well, we're sort of at the end of this abbreviated show. Um, Ace, you got any thoughts uh, at the top of your head rolling around that I may not have covered in terms of what we've talked about? Oh, I think we covered a lot. You we know, did. I, I have a question. <laughs> quick, go quick, for quick. it. Yeah, go ahead, Dottie. What are you finding? What are you finding rent? Uh, what are you finding in, this, in New York City, at least, um, uh, buildings are going for, commercial, like small small buildings. Are there still a discount? Like, is it a good time if you're thinking of opening a business to buy something now in New York City? Oh, Dottie, it's, it's, you, you can pick anything out right now. Right now, so many folks are scared uh, to come in and have a business in New York City, and the landlords are, are suffering because of the, the, you know, the laws that have been passed. Um, so, look, this is the perfect time. I, I'm actually a part of three negotiations right now um, where you can pretty much get the building, I would say, 40, 30 cents on the dollar. So 60, 70 wow. percent discount started. It's, it's huge. It's huge. So. Wow. We should talk about that on one of our shows because that's really an, a wonderful opportunity. And I'm not sure. Like, you know, and again, if you if you believe like we do, if you put your money on New York City, it's just a matter of time. It's, it's back. And and I, I, I say it'll be back before you know it to 100 percent. I think that's the case as well. And, uh, and I think that that's uh, important information and confidence to uh, convey to the, the listeners of this program who are one way or the other interested in or deeply involved in, in real estate. Well, this has been an interesting hour and uh, we well, crammed a whole. Thank yeah. you. And I wanna, uh, how do people how do people find give us some information so people can tune in to you also? Well, um, I could be reached at talkers.com. Um, that's the trade publication in the talk radio industry. And uh, it's uh, it's my pleasure to sometimes have an opportunity to get into the trenches and be involved with um, especially groundbreaking shows. You've been doing this show now, Dottie, for over 10 years, and I've gotten to meet yes. Ace and Steve. Uh, what a great um, uh, organization you've put together in terms of this broadcast operation. Ace, it's been a pleasure working with you. I hope we cross paths again. And uh, Dottie, oh, you're... you're and Dottie, you're a legend. It's just, you know, I hope people realize not only are you the best at what you do, but you're also a heck of a trooper, as evidenced by you working under these conditions. I want to thank Alex Garrett, who's the pilot on controlling the, the operation at the station. Excellent job, Alex. You are fantastic. And, folks, um, it's been my privilege to uh, be with Dottie and Ace and Steve, and maybe I'll come back soon. And uh, this is <laughs> Eye on Real Estate. Thank you so much, Michael. Have a great day.
Eye on Real Estate with Dottie Herman is sponsored by Citizens Bank N.A. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.